listening to the Sly Dog Music Cast. Now here's your host, the Sly Dog. Hello and welcome back to the Sly Dog Music Cast. I'm your host, the Sly Dog, and I'm really excited to have joining me today from Blood Red Saints. We have Pete Godfrey, Lee Revel, and Rob Naylor. Did I say all those names correct? You did. Yes, you did. Thank, Thank you. Man. Yeah. Awesome. I'm, it's, I'm so happy to have you guys here, and I'm so happy to be talking about uh, the new album, Undisputed. But before we get into that, um, I've always been curious about the history of this band a little bit. I remember when your first record came out back in 2015, and uh, I was it was really cool to see you guys, like a new band coming up that sounded like this. And then you guys kind of switched labels and were on AOR Heaven, I believe, for a few years. Now you're back on Frontier. So kind of talk about the history of the band and how you ended up where you're at now. Go for it. Why me? Because you started. What about you? <laughs> Um, Don't yeah, worry. <laughs> we we started in 2014, me and Rob. Um, both were in different bands for about a year, two years before that. Yeah. Not done anything prior to that for years and years. Needed a guitarist. I've got this guy because he knew him, which was a terrible move, being honest, but we did it. Um, <laughs> and then we did the first album with Frontiers, which went really well. And then when it came to, because obviously you can tell none of us are young, when it came to doing the next album, we couldn't get a release schedule that was anywhere near. So we asked to be released if we could go and do another album, just because we're old. That's it, literally. <laughs> yeah. So Time's precious. <laughs> yeah, so we went and did two albums with AOR Evan, and then, mm, sort of being honest, we missed Frontiers. So we went back to Frontiers. We asked them if they wanted to put this one out, and that was the way it went. We got a, was it a four-album deal? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Four, four album deal. I didn't even know that. Yeah. Awesome. That's really great. I'm, I'm glad to hear that because uh, I, I'm I'm nothing against AOR Heaven. I'm sure they're a great label, but I honestly did not hear about those pre- prior two albums. So I kind of feel like oh, I, I missed that's, out. That's part of the reasoning, yeah. Yes, Frontiers definitely the uh, the company Europe wise to go with. I don't know what it's like in America, but yeah, I mean AOR Heaven were they did the job. It was okay, but they didn't have the the pulling power, shall we say. Yeah, I could totally see that. So you guys also brought up something I kind of, I was figuring out how to ask you about, but since you brought it up, I'll ask you. Uh, you did mention like you are, you all kind of are, you know, older men, you know, in this band, in the Stewart band. Um, is this just kind of like a late in life, like realized dream in a way, or have you guys kind of been playing around all your lives and just now as you've kind of finally found like this home in Frontiers to put this music out? Cool. We've been playing all our lives. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we've all we've all been in bands since what for me, seventeen. Yeah, with me, ninety, ninety. I was a late. Yeah, out. all back in the eighties, we we all tried to make it. It never really happened for us, but it was a a good sort of basis for what we came along and was eventually able to do. It was a bit ironic, really, that later on in life that we got we got signed when uh, when we were young. That's all we wanted to do. But yeah, we've all been in bands all our lives in one form or another. Yeah. Awesome. So let's talk about the new album here, uh, Undisputed. To me, the album seems like there's a, there's a theme here, at least. And the theme is overcoming something. Like, you know, obviously there's the theme there. You know, you have the heavyweight champion on the song, Undisputed. But like in general, there seems to be kind of like a running theme of conquering something or overcoming something difficult. Would you say, would you guys say that's true? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's yeah. strange that because well done. it's not intentional, but we have sort of said this is probably the most positive album we've done because 
we're all in a decent place for the first time yeah. as a band, you know, as four yeah. or whatever people, we're all in an okay place, whereas we've all, you know, struggled with whatever, just life in general over the past few years. And this time we've sort of realised we can be happy. <laughs> and it's shown in the album, I think. <laughs> Totally, totally. I, that's great to hear. I'm glad you guys are in a good place. There is one song to me I wanted to ask about specifically. Uh, it does. It's, I'm not saying it comes from a dark place, but it's kind of a sad song, and at least it seems like that way to me. And that's breathing. And to me, that song seems like it's about a tragedy. Can you talk about that song? Mm. Yeah, exactly. you're right. You're right with what you say. So that song just missed being on the first album, Speedway. We wrote it when we just finished yeah. we? the yeah. first album, and it was a neighbour of mine. Um, his wife literally died of a, an aneurysm and he was left with three children, sort of like really young, one-year-old upwards. And it was sort of like a little... Well, it was a lot influenced by him. You know, it was, it was pretty much a true story. You know, how he had to sort of cope with it. It's probably the most real song we've ever written, in honesty. So, yeah, you nailed it. It is... A bit, a bit of a dark place and sort of try to make the best out of a bad situation song. But well done you for finding it, for working yeah. out. Good on work, world. Thank you. And it, it's, it's in a way, it fits on the album in a way because, because without that hardship, in a way, I mean, no one should have to go through that. You know, it's terrible. But without that hardship, you can't become the undisputed character that's kind yeah, of like the album. True. True. Point, yeah. Very good. Yeah. Yeah. You've nailed it there. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I've been listening to the record a lot because I've been really excited. I've been really enjoying it. Um, another track I wanted to ask about, just because I thought the sound was so unique, is the opener. This ain't a love song. It's you've got these horns going on. It's kind of got like a funky, like I, I almost think of extreme when I hear the song. Talk yeah. about that a bit. Yeah, that that's actually one of them songs that it just starts with a guitar riff. I literally was sat there with the drum beat, and I just went. I need to be back in somewhere where I really enjoy. I love Extreme, I love Aerosmith, I love all them bands and Bon Jovi and everything. I thought, just need a hook line. So I just put it down one day and then left it for about a good two weeks. And then Pete was coming around for a, a bit of a coffee, sat there chatting. And we'd been, I think we were a few in, weren't we, there at that point? And then we were a couple of tracks. This was before this album. Was this before it? Wasn't it? <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. The, no, it's right. So the riff was was logged away. That's why, I, yeah, I wonder why. I was, he, I came up, he came up with the riff probably on the Quite album. a while back. Yeah, probably yeah. on the second album. It was what to do with and, it. And it was, it was one problem. of them riffs. I mean, I'm not trying to sound as though we're great or anything, but it's one of them moments where you listen to something and go, oh my God, that is great. It's we've, We need a song with that in it. And we That's tried true. and tried and couldn't make it work. We couldn't find anything. I was going through choruses and all sorts. And we sort of put it on the back burner. And then literally, he blew it out of the water on this album and sort of sent me this finished song. Yeah, that's right. That's the one. And Sorry. It sort of <laughs> did it twice. The same thing happened with Breathe Again. We had Breathe Again and we couldn't sort of get it to the place we wanted. So it just sat there. And then he had the, on this last album, he had this little bit of a... Um, a perverse way of doing things where he'd send it on Dropbox and just send me a message going, check your Dropbox. So I put Breathe again on and I'm like, oh my God, right? And then the same thing with this set of love song, it was like, he's finished it. And it just, it literally, it, it, it fit worked. together, yeah. didn't it? It did come together. Then. But we tried so long to make those two songs fit. It was un unbelievable. Nice. So that went straight in the live set. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that, was a, section, no. that is something I wanted to talk about, actually. So uh, playing live, like, I don't know, honestly, like what the melodic rock scene is like in the UK. Um, is there like a really like thriving melodic rock scene for you guys to kind of play around? Do you just kind of, you know, play where whatever will have you? Like, what's that like? There used to be a bit more than there is obviously now. I think as we're all getting older, it's becoming less and less. Uh, we used to have quite a regular festival. We had the Firefest um, in Nottingham and that then became Rockingham. So that was a yearly thing. We've still got the uh, HRH uh, festivals, which is like a three-day event as well. Um, but the Rockingham one's finished, the Firefest one finished, so it's becoming less and less, really. And we, found, we found a lot of the venues were closing as well. That's one sad thing that's been some of the, the ones you see on the circuit, they've been closing, not just due because of the last couple of years but before that as well so that's been difficult so you find certain bands who are bigger who've got a bit more status than us we're, we're, we've not got a legend if you know what I mean they're, they're sort of like quite famous legacy. guys legacy, legacy sorry and um, so there's these places they can play the next step up which is like your five six seven hundred seaters so they're still open but a bit, bit it's a bit harder to play them so you kind of hope, in a way, like always kind of hoping maybe that you'll make land an opening slot for something, maybe like an FM probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Or festivals, like I said, festivals are really good if you can get on them. Yeah, that's true. It's uh, But there's so few and far between now, it's untrue. It's a niche market, especially in, in England, great in Britain. Europe, certain parts are a little bit more, Sweden seems Sweden's to be a bit more. Big, yeah. But yeah, has a few, it's proper niche Germany's now, proper niche, yeah. Yeah. Well, honestly, I hope someday I can come over and see one of those like melodic rock festivals because I love that stuff. And honestly, there's not that much of that over here. The 80s bands are still around and touring, but they're not, you know, there aren't as many places that bring them all together like that. So where are you? Where are you, where are you based, Alex? Yeah. I'm based out of San Diego. Oh, cool. Ah, cool. Not yeah. a bad place to live, is it? No. It's in California. Yeah, it's, oh, not, yeah. it's, not, it's not a bad place to yeah. live, is it? Oh, not at all. It's beautiful here. And, and, and in, in a way, like this type of music, scores it really well it's always summertime here so yeah. albums like yours and the new crush album it's perfect for this like this is the perfect like i put this on when we went to the beach like this is this is a great record for driving okay. yeah yeah that's good to hear mm. we're going to try and experiment that and have a go at it in california yeah. <laughs> awesome. i can't i can't okay. wait yeah, it always rains here. That's the problem. We write the <laughs> sunshine party songs and it just rains. <laughs> oh man, I have this like fantasy in my head of the UK being this wonderful place to visit, and I always just hear that it's dreary. Oh, it is. It, it is. is. It is. We've had some nice weather over the last two weeks, but yeah, tonight it's raining outside again. Yeah. Yeah. In August. Hmm. Yeah, it's summer. <laughs> so uh yeah i want another song i want to talk about is uh come alive is that i feel like that's kind of your origin story in a song like you you were around so long and you could, felt you fit in with those 80s bands yeah put that in Quite right, yeah yeah i think some of it's like subconsciously yeah he's nailing everything isn't it it's yeah. like you don't sort of consciously think of it here but yeah we're, you are right it is pretty much an ode to us isn't it in a way yeah a yeah. nod <laughs> yeah to the old guys yeah the lyric the lyrics are actually about what it was like being in a rock band in the 80s but in england yeah and but but thinking we wanted to be on the sunset strip yeah, yeah. we always <laughs> wanted to be where you are yeah. that's where we feel like we should have been born really you know what i mean yeah. so yeah. 
thinking of doing it that home swap, can you put us in mind, please? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> uh, totally. So, yeah, let's let's go back to those early days for a, for a sec for a second. Um, like some of those like playing playing around that time. Like, what would you say has changed the most? Like, uh, like aside from getting older, maybe the venues closing. Like, do you find it like it's easier to get your name out there now? Like in a way, like with social media, or do you find it's like harder now because there's more of it and more of it available? I think it's become it's extremely easy to get in touch with anyone in the world now, as we know. And social media, if you've got a guy on TikTok who's doing a stupid dance in China, everyone in the world will see it within seconds. Whereas back in the day, if you had a really good sort of live set and you were a great band, you had to get people to come and see you to basically try and make uh, the record companies sit up. So now so many people have probably made it from YouTube or from... So there is a massive audience, but again, it seems manipulated as well. You never seem to get... Like we all have always said, we've got two thousand. How many's on the nearly three thousand people? You sit there thinking, right? So we can get three thousand. We should be able to get more over a year than three thousand, but you don't. It seems to be like well, it's all the algorithm. Yeah, yeah and you can't, then you've got to pay some money, and then suddenly you're into fifteen thousand people. So. The other thing, the other thing we've talked about, not not regarding our band, just regarding the scene as it was when we were, when it was our time growing up to now is there used to be bands used to have a mystique you only heard what they wanted you to hear like publicity wise news wise anything like that there was always this this secrecy around them wasn't there yeah. whereas you know, now bands had for tea, yeah, now it's it's all the time they never go away you're constantly trying to sort of get likes and have interaction which i'm not saying it's wrong but it's a little bit alien to us because we always thought you went away, did an album, maybe for a year, you know, and then you'd come back and hit it hard and then go away and do another one. But now it seems like the successful bands seem to have to be there all the time, you know. No, it's so. always posting, always in touch, which is great, but that little bit of magic seems to have gone with them. The normal people now, whereas in my day, they seem to be superheroes, you know, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. It's like with the download situation where we used to crave album covers because you would read things that you'd never seen on the internet. Uh, or you never, you, we had no idea. Exactly. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you, you, you sort of something to read, pictures to see. And now everything is so out there, you pretty much know what's going to be coming because yeah. you can pick cherry pick the album now or your singles, definitely. Yeah. I used to, a true story. When I don't, I don't know whether it was Kiss or Mass was coming out, so that was 1980, and I don't know what magazine it was in, but it had the track list in the magazine, and I tried to sing what I thought were going to be the song, <laughs> song titles. <laughs> How bizarre is that? Yeah. You know, is that <laughs> a good job? <laughs> <laughs> it's good. So, how old are you, Alex? If you don't mind me asking. Oh, I am 27. I'm 27. Oh. I'm very much yeah. into. My favorite type of music is the type of stuff we've been talking about, uh, the cars and Foreigner and Sticks. Like that's my that's my wheelhouse. Like I love right. that. So cool. I love Sticks. Very good band. And how did you get into that? Was that was it your parents? Did you hear it that way, or did you find your own way to that? It was it was my parents. Um, my dad played me a lot of classic rock, and then 
I would, as a kid, I grew up, I made friends and I'd hear the music they were listening to. And it just never seemed as exciting. Like I'd hear like either modern country music. I grew up in the Midwest, modern country music or something like hip hop, like 50 Cent. It just never seemed as exciting or as fun as like a Motley Crue or a Kiss to me. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. like that's 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 always been my lane. Well, cool. More power to you. At least you're keeping it going. Oh, totally. Yeah. That's the goal with this podcast to get music like this out there, both old and new for people to hear because I feel like there's a lot of great bands doing, you know, what the classic bands did and people need to hear about it. Bands like you guys and Crush and Seventh Crystal, you know, all these Frontiers bands, like they're out there trying to kind of keep this spirit alive. So I feel, cool. like it, I feel like it's part of my, my duty to keep it going. Uh, good good on you. Yeah, good good on you. Absolutely. Uh, I got to ask you, Pete, because I th- uh, you said something I thought was really cool. You tried to sing what you imagined the song sound like. Part of me was wondering, like, I wonder what you came up with for Torpedo Girl, because that's such a ridiculously <laughs> hilarious song. Yeah, that is. That, that, that would have been the struggle. I remember, I remember, it's that you, and I'm like, oh, yeah, it's going to go like this. Honest to God, I was like, it's going to go like this. And then it came out, and his version was like 300 times better than mine. <laughs> you know, they ever used to get anywhere near it, it'd be like, Gene Simmons used to throw songs out ten and penny, and no disrespect, most of them were average. And I used to be going, "My chorus is better than this." Do you know what I mean? But they were selling a million copies, by the way. So, but oh, yeah, yeah no girl, mm, never coming up with a chorus for that, are you? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Totally. yeah, it definitely did seem like by the mid '80s, Gene had kind of hit this weird area where, like, I'm going to put out a song called "Burn, Bitch, Burn." Yeah. And like, like, who cares what the lyrics are? <laughs> and it's just totally, yeah. It, it, Imagine it, that coming out now. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh but no. Just, I think, I think, I think, literally, is he took his eye off the ball, didn't he? I mean, we know that it's a fact. It's yeah. it's legend now. But I think he came up with the title and went, "Great title." Doesn't matter about the rest of it. You know, <laughs> that's my six songs on the album or whatever it may be. That's true because a lot of those titles were really good, like like that. Uh, uh, another one, "Thief of the Night" on Crazy. Crazy nights. Yeah. That, that's another one. That great title, but the song, I don't know, maybe yeah. leaves a bit to be desired. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was Paul Stanley's baby, wasn't it? For probably ten years, he was the only one that was writing anything of any quality. Absolutely. Was it going into films? Was that when he was yeah. in films then? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I love yeah. how this has just turned into a discussion of like classic melodic rock. This is a lot of yeah, rock. Yeah. Tell us to do normal questions if you want. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I will I will do a few more on the album just to kind of wrap it all up. So the record's been out a few days now. Um, based on like what you've heard from your fan base, do you think the reception's been about what you expected? What we hoped. Do you yeah. know we're right? Yeah, yeah, what we hoped. Yeah. <coughs> we've had some good, we've had Very some great reviews. reviews, actually. Yeah. So yeah, I just want to follow it up now. We, we can follow up by trying to get gigs in and festivals over the next sort of six, 10, 12 months. <laughs> you can follow up on that positive vibe then, hopefully. That's true. Yeah. I, I hope you guys can because, like, yeah, you guys should be out there playing this great music for people. And I love to ask this question all the time. It's a tradition on this show. Um, it doesn't matter if it's with Blood Red Saints or maybe with one of your previous bands. Do you guys have, like, a really funny, like, tour or show incident where something was just kind of weird or went awry on stage you know incident at the venue i'm gonna get mining straight away before they take the piss out of me this is lee all over yeah this is what happens every every gig nearly um (laughs) yeah always it's always the guitarist that has something that goes wrong no a funny i suppose you could say funny i suppose funny is one word you could say a panic as well was um we're playing uh rockingham 
and uh, it, it was a really good gig. A lot of people were ready to go on. The intro was playing, so I'm just setting the scene, and then literally the curtain drops. The curtain drops. We go on. We hit the first chord of kicking up dust. It comes in, and it just you know when you get goosebumps. It was like, oh my god, the crowd erupted. I'm like, oh wow, we're going for it here. I hit the first chord, and as the first chord, I came into the main riff, and everything cut out on the guitar. Ooh. Nothing. And I'm like, and I use a Kemper. So my Kemper's set up, and I'm like looking, and I look around, and it completely deflated me. So I turns around, goes around to the back of the thing, and there's a roadie who's walked past my amp, they plugged the socket in, he'd walked straight past the socket, pulled the socket straight out, and carried on walking across the stage. So then I had to reset my Kemper, which takes two minutes. So no doubt, I get the piss taken out for the next few years. We just carried on. Oh, yeah. we <laughs> sounded quite good, actually. Good. Yeah, a lot yeah. of space in it. It sounded yeah. quite good. But here's, here's the thing with this. Lee is the most meticulous person, right? Everything is perfect with his guitar. Everything's set up right. He makes sure he brings everything. Me and him turn up <laughs> like ragtag. Right, we we haven't we literally turn up with you know a plastic bag or whatever it may be. We do, but the only person that anything ever goes wrong with is Lee, and it's just it's like if it doesn't go wrong, we're in trouble because yeah. it, it, it's true, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. We've, we've a writing set list now. First song, second song, Lee fuck up. Yeah, uh, something <laughs> goes wrong. It's in the set now. It's great. The amount of times, honestly, that it happens, and it's always this guy. People, people actually thought we meant it. Because yeah, in between, Pete always used to sort of ad lib and get the crowd going and sing all sorts of strange songs to them. <laughs> and people actually thought we did it on purpose, didn't they? Yeah, and we didn't. And we never did. Oh, it just I wish never I always, been doing it. I it always happens. It always happens, yeah. So, yeah, Lee, <laughs> Lee, is, uh, Lee is the uh, the weak link as far <laughs> as things go wrong on stage. Let's put it that way. Lee, you got to be careful if, if you guys ever decide to step up your production game. You're going to end up, like, stuck in the pod and Spinal Tap. <laughs> yeah, 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 that'll be it, yeah. And Stonehenge will be about that big, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, good question, yeah, yeah, great story. Thank you for that. So, I guess, I guess to bring, bring it all home, then, um, you know, things are kind of in a flux, you know, we're not sure what, what's going to happen next, you know, with gigs, no one really is anywhere. Um, are, are you just kind of like at this point, like hoping like maybe thing like things will get a little better, like you said, you, the reviews will kind of help get you some gigs. And keep playing like you are you looking far into the future or you're just kind of taking it a day at the time at this point we saw um, when when the coronavirus thing happened we it was pretty well i mean it was six months into it and we realized that we're not going to be able to book shows for when the album came out because we've always done a launch show you know that's all we've mm -hmm. always done an hometown launch show there was just no chance because we couldn't predict anything and still to a certain extent now i mean we're out of lockdown in the UK, but there's every chance that come winter we'll be locked down again. And we don't want to be one of them bands, no disrespect to anybody, but we don't want to be one of them that book a tour for November and then have to cancel it to next April when everybody's messed up again. So we sort of decided we'd just put the album out, see what happened, and then if it does okay, if it does have interest, as soon as we can play, we will play as long as people want us. We are, we are rehearsing at the moment. Though. Yeah, we are. So, um, yeah. Properly into rehearsals. There's a lot of delayed places as well. So there's a lot of places that have got delayed uh, backlog. So everyone who was supposed to be last year all obviously wanted to be 
booked in the week, the, the year after. Yeah. So then it's more difficult for anyone to actually try and book any of the venues because they're pretty chucker. Well, like so. Lee, me and Lee were supposed to be playing with Paul, oh, Lane, yeah, Paul Lane in yeah. Germany as his backing back. And that was 2019. We're supposed to do 2019. They got cancelled then. Then 2020, we had to do it. And this year's cancelled. So it's going to be 22 now. So that's a three-year-old festival that we won't be... Like, you know, we'd be looking at 23 before we could even apply for that festival. You know, so you've got that backlog. It is... is, Well, it's just the state of the world at the moment, isn't it? Just hope it gets on because you miss playing live. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, I do appreciate you guys still putting out the music, though, putting out the album and not sitting on it because, you know, it is a nice escape in these times. It's a nice, you know, relief from everything that's going on. So I appreciate Mm -hmm. that. So this has been an absolute pleasure. I thank all of you for coming on the show. This has been some of the most fun I've had interviewing a band for for sure. Everybody check out uh, Blood Red Saints Undisputed. You can get it on Amazon. You can get it on the Frontiers website. Uh, I believe it's just on CD. I don't know if there's a vinyl release yet. Uh, do you know if that'll be coming? Oh, no, there is. no, I don't no. think there is. No, sorry. All right. Well, I'm a CD guy, so get the CD. Um, do you guys have any like social media links you want to promote before we wrap this up? Yeah. Facebook. Yeah. Blood Red Saints on Facebook. Blood Red Saints uh, uh, official on Instagram. Instagram. Yeah. But we're rubbish at Instagram. So, yeah. so get, Facebook. we're learning. We're get learning. Facebook. Guys learning. Yeah. We're old. <laughs> We're not used to this technology. <laughs> it's just nice to hear that you actually put it on and you go into the beach. So it's all sunshine. That's okay. It's getting played. Yeah, it sounds sunshine. great. That. Yeah. 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 Get it yeah. on the, in the car on the way to the beach. I like the idea of that. Yeah, nice Absolutely. one. Well, awesome. Thank you for having us. It's been great. Yeah, appreciate yes. it. Thanks very much. Yep. Until next time, I'm the Sly Dog. Peace, love, rock and roll. Cheers, mate. Thank you. See you.
Thank you for listening to the Sly Dog Music Cast. If you want to know what's going on, follow me on Twitter at Sly Dog Music Cast or Facebook at Sly Dog Music Cast. Thanks again for listening. Peace, love, and music.